What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy back with another edition of the Perfect Talk Podcast. Back again. Back again, man. Four quarter new, new season. Seasons are changing. Kids are back in school. Well, it's getting a little crisp. But as always, I got my dog, Keith. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. What's going on? I like how you opened up with a little Oprah joint. The podcast. Oprah. <laughs> Oprah's my spirit animal, bro. <laughs> yeah. Word up. I see oh, uh, Oprah has a, they have an Oprah exhibit at the National Museum for African American History and Culture in Washington, D.C. It's okay. dope, man. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a little too young to follow the entire journey of Oprah through like the 80s or whatever. But for me, looking at it, it was interesting because I know her from the 90s, probably the late, I know her from the late 90s. And mm. it just follows her journey, like her success and pe- guests that she had on. And it has some of her dresses on display, so you see all the different sizes she was. Okay. Oh, that was, so that was the picture you sent us of Harpo Studios. Okay, let's give the audience some background information. Keith, where, where'd you go? You took a little vacation, right? Yeah, I went to D.C. Uh, I went to, I went, took, me and the family took a little field trip. Me, my mom, my niece, and wifey. And we took a little oh. field trip to D.C. Damn, I didn't know you took the whole crew. Yeah, so I, so the there's a long waiting list for those tickets to the museum. So we got I got it back in May. So this was a kind of a long time coming. So we went, and it was a blast. Everybody enjoyed it. Like my mom is far from a history buff, but like she was completely enthralled by the, I guess the all the the terrorism that was happening to black people throughout the years. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. History is cool like that, bro. Like as I'm getting older, and you you was talking about Oprah just now, and I'm like, yo, I don't really know that much about Oprah. Like I know like the, the, exactly what you just said, the, the late '90s information. Like I was even about to say, I was like, yo, that show came out in the late in the in the '80s. I was like, but then that makes sense, yeah, because she had a long run. Um, yeah, they they even had um they even had like some some of like memorabilia from um the color purple. Okay, yeah. so Oprah has a big exhibit. It's just old, like, old yeah, it's a so. it's it's a limited exhibit, like one of those like a uh, you know limited time things. Oh, uh, okay. Special catch exhibit. You while, mm-hmm. Catch it while it's here. Yeah, exactly. That's what's up, man. And yeah. that's cool that you uh that you even took that trip in general, cause you know what I mean. Like, I, like I just said, as I'm getting older, there's things in history that like kind of were brushed over as we were growing up, or we kind of remember this this or that about it. So like. Looking back into it is is interesting. I think, and it, it, it didn't even hit me with anything serious. It was like I was listening to Keyshawn Johnson on the radio. He's got a radio show um, in L.A. with um, he's got a new partner that's a dude that I used to listen to on his other radio on his other sports radio show. And so I was like, I right, I listen to this one. I give it a chance. And Keyshawn's talking, and I remember like my dad listening to Jets games in the car, and just like you know what I mean. I remember hearing the name. I remember he wrote a book and all that. But now that I think about it. I wasn't into that much like sports as I like I am now. So like he'll tell certain stories and I'll be like, oh damn, I guess yeah, I guess Keyshawn was bigger than I thought he was. And just, and just you know like Keyshawn Johnson is just a small example, but all the things throughout history that that we've kind of like brushed over growing up or we just didn't pay attention to is like insane. That like you can always go back and learn it. You can always go back and, and experience it, and not you know close your close the doors to it. Yeah, the. I think something like the sixty, maybe like the sixty third anniversary of the the death of Emmett Till passed like around the time I was there, like at some point in August, I believe. Sometime this summer, it, it was is around that time. They had um they had like a I guess like an interpretive concert or something at the museum. Not a concert, but it was like a little hour long performance, and it it pretty much I guess through music or through spoken word it describes what happened or the history behind that or whatever. I didn't I didn't watch it. My mom and my niece watched it, but um 
like the history of Emmett Till. Like, I, I wasn't even aware of him until Kanye West mentioned his name in a song. That was that was your first experience with Emmett. Yeah, I never heard of him before. Oh damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, uh, that's, that's that's like the dope thing about history, bro. Everything like. They'll talk about the drug game in the '80s and you know Reagan's uh, part in part in all that type of stuff and you like it, it, it's cool all that information is there and and it's like a, a completely different subject but I don't know if it's our, our society today but shit feels kind of trendy like when when information or you know, I should be say like entertainment comes out new album new TV show it's kind of this thing within myself that I feel like, oh, all right, well, the new season of Insecure just started. Let me start watching Insecure or Nicki Minaj's album just dropped. Let me stop Let me stop what I'm doing and listen to Nicki Minaj's album or, or Eminem's album. And I kind of, unless it's for DJ purposes, like, you know, you need the newest single or you need something like that, I kind of been, like, holding off on listening to stuff that week that it drops because what I was noticing was happening was I would only give an album attention on the week that it dropped. Mm-hmm. Like I would never go back to unless it's you know that that dope. But it was like a lot of stuff that was decent music, which just wasn't getting enough shine because we're bombarded with so much new stuff that. And then there's this like feel that we got to be the first one to post a picture. Oh, I'm listening to my new album. Or, this is my favorite song of the album. It's like eh, I'm kind of getting away from that. I kind of just want to take my time and actually digest it when I can. And I'm, I'm an Eminem fan. I'm a huge Eminem fan, and I still haven't. That album's been out for like two weeks. And I still haven't checked it out yet, just because. I'm gonna get to it when I get to it. I want to digest it when I can. You know what I mean? And, Wait. And that's, so, so as far as the tying it into people not the history, uh-huh. I, was, I was talking about the, with the history thing. Like it's insane because it, it was this feeling in time. Like all right, let's say uh, in the past, let's say 2017. Let's say there was 50 albums coming out. I might have heard like 45 of them, but I really didn't get into them. I really didn't experience all 45 of them. Probably just 5% of that was really, but the dope thing is I can always go back. Mm -hmm. There's nothing stopping me from going back, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you could kind of get caught up in this trend like, oh, all right, well, new music's coming out. New shit's coming out. I got to experience it. Like, nah, this, my cue list for Netflix is so long that I'll probably never get to it, you know what I'm saying? Just because there's stuff that, but, but, I don't feel that pressure though. I don't feel that pressure to be like, oh, I gotta watch the newest show when it comes out. I gotta hear the newest song when it comes out. So I'm into stuff like that kind of nowadays. Uh, older stuff, movies from the '80s that we like, kind of like grew up. I'm about to. I was talking about watching Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, movies that we kind of just brushed past. We kind of grew grew past as we were walking past it and never really stopped to pay attention to it. And so it's like all that, all that's still there for us in terms of music. And I think it's like it's, it's super dope. Like I don't feel like our ancestors or even our parents really had that experience. Like they might be able to buy an album they're gonna listen to that album if they went and bought the physical one you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but we're getting it everything's streaming everything's coming to us nothing's tangible so it's real easy to kind of just let shit pass you by kind of in a whirlwind and not experience it the way you should you mean all history or just music or media for me it's music and tv right, at the moment because that's you know what i'm saying like uh-huh. uh, what i'm what i'm kind of into but everything like stuff that's happening in the news like um i just got hbo and I think that they're doing like a true crime. It's, I don't know if it's, I don't think it airs, but it's like um, one of their on-demand features where they do like a, like 20 different true crime stories mm-hmm. um, and documentaries on them. And they were flashing them on the screen. It was like a commercial for it. And I'm like, oh, I think I think I know one of them stories. Like, I think I, I remember when it happened. And it's like, I can go back and watch that now and experience it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I could, it don't take the amount of effort. Whereas maybe in our parents' day, I'd have to, if I really cared enough about that particular murder case, I'd have to go to the library and I'd have to look up research. Maybe they might have some type of uh, media on it, like a VHS or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. Like it's so easy now to, to, there's no excuse not to 
not to educate yourself, not to experience things. Definitely. And then uh, what you got going on? Going on. I know it's back to school season or go to yeah, school yeah. season. <laughs> yeah, just the first week of school for my uh, my young daughter. She's three. She's actually turning four in less than a month. So um, she she was allowed to start the pre K program, and it's two days in. You know, we just did two days, but it's dope. Just to really uh, to reach this point, you know what I'm saying? Like to see her doing what she's supposed to do. It's dope for me as a single parent to be like, I right, I got my daughter in school as early as possible. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe I could have got her in daycare a little earlier, but I got her in there. She's socializing, and I, I, it made me kind of feel like I'm doing what I gotta do. But I didn't, I did not expect the, uh, I guess the burden that comes with it of you mean having the to wake involvement. Up. I guess you meant to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better. That sounds better when my daughter listens to this 20 years. <laughs> but yeah, like um. They, they gave you a whole shopping list of stuff you got to bring for the first day of school, basically to last them throughout the school year. All the parents got to, like, buy, like, you know, it's little supplies, nothing crazy. Uh, glue, uh, paper towel, gallon Ziploc bags, you know, stuff like that. And I, did, I didn't mind doing it. But then, you know what I mean? Now it's, I got to wake up super early because I don't want my daughter to fall into that, like, arriving places late shit that I, I fell victim to, that my parents were victim to. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to pass that generational curse on. So I'm trying to be up mad early. Trying <laughs> the to get generational her. curse. <laughs> oh, it, it is. It's sad, bro. Like, I don't, I, I, I'm not sure if you ever experienced, like, going somewhere with my parents, but my parents are notoriously late for shit. Mm. And, like, my mom's is funny. Like, she'll, she'll be late, but then once you get in the car, she's like, backseat driver. You swear, you know what I'm saying? Like, Miss Daisy, like, yo, turn here. Go ahead. No, cut the lane. Cut the lane. I'm like, yo, <laughs> you about to kill us because you ain't want to leave her five minutes earlier. <laughs> But um yeah, so it just don't stop us the top of stuff like that. And then, you know, you drop them off. It's only a half day program. So, you know, my, my goal is trying to get like little stuff in with the gym and stuff like that and then go back and pick her up two and a half hours. But that two and a half hours flies by so fast, bro. <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. Yeah, but it, I, I don't mind it. It's free PK. Shout out to the state of New York for giving me freedom for two hours <laughs> to, to yeah, yeah. You know, just clear my mind. But uh, yeah. oh, to answer your question, it's dope. She seems to like it. Um, I think it's really gonna help her. Um, and, and thank you for asking. I appreciate that. But you, yeah, you were yeah. a big part in helping me. Uh, helping me get that. I ain't gonna lie. Just from the f moment you told me about the free pre K program, and, and you just kind of helped me in the right direction to the point where I was kind of just lost, bro. Like I was just like, where do I start? What's the f what do I type in Google? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the first thing? So, um, I think I said it last episode, man. But it's y'all make sure y'all get like a, a good friend like Keith. You know, that's that's enthralled in information because you could you never they always help you out. Always when they, when I didn't even think I'm asking for help, I'm asking for help, and Keith always got the suggestion for it. So good looking, brother. Yeah, next one is Khan Academy. I'll just leave it right there. I'll just say Khan Academy with the next one. Khan Khan K, K H A N Academy dot O R G. O R G. What's that? You don't want to talk? You don't want to talk about? It? You just want people to hit no, it. No, I don't. I don't want to take up more airtime. But um, basically, it's just it's just. Education just on different topics. Adults could use it too. I got uh, Khan Academy got me through parts of business school, so it helped me get oh, my is it, is it? Huh? I think you. Is it similar to that? Um, I forgot the name too. I just had it on tip of my tongue. I think you had told me about another thing like that where you were like educating yourself on how to how to uh, build a website. So that's Linda. That's Linda. Linda. That's a little bit different. Okay. Linda does more so like technical skills, technical business oh, okay. skills, and stuff like that. So uh, public speaking and. Um, Microsoft Excel, stuff like that. But Khan Academy, I guess the concept in that is online education. It's similar, um, but it's completely free. Um, that was my next question. Yeah, it's completely free, <laughs> but it is, it's very good for 
as somebody as young as 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 your kid, um, it might more so be for math, but they also got stuff on reading and history and stuff like that. So, um, because education doesn't end in school, so that's why Khan yeah. Academy. I'm huge on it. It's um, it's crazy, bro. Having a kid, man. Like I don't know if you're what your plans are in the future, um, but. It is. I I wonder every day, like you know, what I mean, why do people do this? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like my situation is different. You know, what you mean I'm like saying? do it like, on purpose? Yeah, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like it takes up so much time, bro. But I don't mind it. It sounds like I'm complaining. I really don't mind yeah, it. Dude, I just that, it has symptoms of complaining. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, it's it's what it is. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's a lot of things like going to work. I would put in the same kind of uh, boat. You know, obviously you're getting paid to go to work, but. Um, it's just kind of like I just you just kind of want some time to just think to yourself. Like you just kind of want some time to let your mind. My, my mind works better in silence, and you get no silence around a kid, or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, or like they you can't take your eyes off of them for too long because you know what I'm saying they start they start doing stuff. But um, it, like I said, it's awesome, bro. I, I, I'm not complaining at all. Getting her in that is a, is a, a dope concept. I'm just still figuring out how I focus on my goals as a parent, as an individual, and not even as a parent, just as an individual. Mm-hmm. Without hindering on anything on my parental responsibilities, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm sure all parents go through this, even, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? People that are happily married and stuff like that, because you're still an individual. You're right. still a person that had goals, dreams, and everything you wanted to do, but now your attention is, is sincerely taken up by this kid. And it's a matter of how, how do you balance it? How do you figure it out? Because people are doing it. You know what I mean? One of the uh, best TED talks I heard was Shonda Rhimes talking about how she raises her three daughters and has like five TV shows going at the same time. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, people do it. Um, and she was a single mom. But it's just a matter of figuring it out. Yes, prioritization, right? And and not... People talk about finding the time. You just got to take the time. It's there for you. Same thing with the, the concept of silence. There's no moments of silence. The moments of silence are there. You just got to take them. Exactly. Exactly, man. Um... But yeah, everything's been good. Happy Labor Day to everybody out there. Start September. Is it the same thing where you at, Keith? Because you all in Jersey now. I, I see as soon as Labor Day ended, it got a little crisp outside. Like my only, I haven't had to put my air conditioner on. I wore a hoodie <laughs> coming home yesterday. Like it was like, oh, full summer done. Like, and I don't mind it either. Sun, sun's going down earlier. Like it just it jumped from like seven fifty to six fifty now. <laughs> like sun going down super early. Like. I'm just like, yo, fall is here with a with a vengeance. I don't mind it too. I like to change the season. Well, this morning we had to put the heat on, but um, there was uh, down in the New York metro area. There was like two days of a heat wave after Labor Day. Okay. You know, two or three days. So it, it, some of that heat is still there. It's gross heat though. It was like mad humid and stuff like that. But then the rain came, and today the day started off at about, at about sixty degrees. Bro, I got a second floor apartment, and it just gets. 20, whatever the the, the temperature is, 20 degrees hotter up here, man. It's crazy. Like, you, I literally just got to get dressed in the, in the car because I got the air conditioners and all that. But for some reason, once I turn everything off and I start walking out the crib, I'm, like, drenched in sweat by the time I reach the car. I don't even put the shirt on, though. I just rock a, you know what I mean, rock a uh, white beater or a tank top or something to the car and just put the shirt on <laughs> once, I, once I get where I'm going, man. Like, it, it's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. I got it, but it just make you want to find new things in life. Make you know what I mean. Want to upgrade a little bit, so everything, everything in due time. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, let's see what's going on in the world. You had just told me about this like right before we started uh recording, but it, I the Drake and Meek Mill apparently have uh 
put the beef to the side. Uh, Drake is on tour with Migos right now, and uh, it looks like by this picture I'm seeing and this headlines I'm seeing that he brought Meek Mill out on stage, which is it's super dope, man. And it, it makes me think about how you feel about that, Keith. How you feel about uh, Drake and me? Because I was actually it wasn't like a one of those back and forth kind of beefs, but for what it was, it was cool in the moment. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and compared to what we have now in terms of beef, that wasn't a bad one. So like, uh, how you feel about about that? You think that's cool? Like, you think it's definitely cool. I mean, tight? you were just you kind of began episode um, the whole history thing and us being in a, in a microwave era in in our <laughs> history and things moving fast. Like they had a beef over the some like a beef that maybe fifteen years ago would have taken place in like an entire summer or over the course of like one and a half year or something like that, and they. Like the beef literally went through all of its courses in what maybe five months or something. When did it start? But like, even I don't even think it was that long, bro. I think it, I remember. Yeah, it was like Meek Mill had said something on the radio. Yeah, so it it, came, it went from mutterings to somebody taking it personal to the next person saying why are you why are you mad, bro? To this songs to saying crazy stuff and dissing the man's girl, and then they made up already. In, in less, you know, what I'm saying like the like in, in about half a year they did all of this. So um, I think. It was it was inevitable. They are two big stars. So, I mean, Meek's nowhere near as big as Drake, but I think because of his release from prison and the Philly Super yeah. Bowl and all that stuff, I think his uh, profile, Nicki Minaj relationship, the Nicki Minaj yeah. relationship, his his profile has raised. So, you know, Nicki's doing whatever's Nicki doing. Nicki's doing. Um, Drake got demolished by um, Pusha T. So it's like, man, we just gotta make up. Beef ain't for me, dog. I'm I'm done with this beef <laughs> shit. Cause that 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 motherfucking dismantling that that push your tea put on them was nuts. It's it's like just, yeah, sometimes you gotta get humbled. You know what I mean? It's not the end of the world. Um, but it, it it's funny. It kind of changes your perspective, though. I think um, cause I'm weird, bro. Like I don't really get in a conflict with people. Like I don't. There's not too many things that I I, I genuinely care about that much to sit there and argue with somebody about. And um, obviously, you know, what I'm saying there's things in my life that if you offend, I could, I could 100% see myself getting into a, a altercation or something like that. But I just, I, I watch the shit that people go through sometimes. And I'm just like, yo, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. And I think people come to that realization over time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think they come to it like, what the fuck were we tight about? And it, it's so much easier in retrospect, or so much better in hindsight to look at it and be like, oh, okay, I'm not in the situation no more. So now my emotions aren't part of it anymore. Um, and it humbles you. It kind of it, it's not that hard for you to put out the olive branch for you to extend it, because especially if it's like over something like maybe it was a girl or or it was a position in life, and then you look past it a year later, two years later, we're not even chasing that girl or that position in life anymore, and it's like, oh, all right, whatever. Like, what's the what's the issue? You're successful. I'm successful. Um, which is why I like the 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 Nicki Minaj, uh, Cardi B situation that's going on right now. It, that's a head scratcher to me as well, bro, because it's just like so much money to be made. So much in terms of what they do, like I think rap could be like a sport, and there's so much personal development that could, you know, what I mean, you 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 switch up flows, you mess with different producers, you try different things on stage, you try different sounds. There's so much that goes on that you have to focus on yourself. That how are you spending this much time focusing on the next person or the person that has that? You know what I mean? I think that's like that's an improper use of energy. What do you mean beefing? <clears throat> yeah, when like. So, for instance, this uh, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, it sounds like they had an altercation during Fashion Week. Um, 
whether they're camps or, or they were directly involved with it. But it's also like there was, it kind of seemed inevitable. It kind of seemed like, well, there can only be one. You know what I mean? And it's like you can't get caught up in that. You can't get tied up in that. Cause only you, one you, woman, you mean? Yeah, only mm-hmm. one there. Yeah, there can only be one. Or even, um, and I, 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 rap is cool because it's like there's a competitive nature to it. And you see it in sports. You see it kind of like Kevin Durant. He won the MVP two years in a row, but he's still kind of caught up on the beef. He's still kind of caught up on what people got to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like to the point that he responds on Twitter previously through a burner account. Now he just does it out in the open. You mean and the finals like, MVP? Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Finals MVP. Two time yeah. finals MVP. Yeah. Um, and it's like, but he still can't, he can't be happy with his own success. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whether he is or he's not, it comes across like that. You know what I mean? So, um, and you see it with Nikki sometimes. Like, Nikki, yo, ma, you're like, you got the most records out of females. Like, you were beating Aretha Franklin records. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you can't, you, it's, you get caught up on, oh, I didn't have the number one album. Travis Scott knows he didn't have the number one album. And then, you know what I mean? Stuff like shots fired at, at, at people here and there. And it's kind of like, be happy with just it's like, I can't tell someone else to be happy with it, but you know what I mean. But it kind of is like, yo, it's right there for you to have. It's, happiness is right there for you to have. Don't get caught up in the negativity. But you see it. I know. I know you see it as well, bro. Like just with, it, with might might not be in this situation, but just with different things, people just can't get caught up in it. Can't enjoy it. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Martin Luther King had this sermon where he was talking about um something called the drum major instinct. You don't want to just be in the drum line. You want to lead it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody mm-hmm. want to lead it. When sometimes you could just you could do more good just helping the cause. You know what I'm saying? And I think in hip hop, that that kind of instinct to be the top dog is just, and that's how it started. Niggas bad on, oh, my shoes is better than yours, and my haircut is nice, and all this type of shit. And <laughs> your shit has to suck, and my shit has to be better. And that, mm-hmm. I think that um, even though it's been, what, like 30, over 30 years of hip hop, all going on 40 years of hip hop, like there's, that's still in the culture. There's some good stuff. There's some bad stuff. Mostly good stuff, I'd say though. But um, with the Nikki and and well, yeah, the Nikki shit is, is kind of bizarre though, because Nikki just came out just bothering people. Like she came back out. Nikki's too good for all that shit. If she just dropped the album, people would consume it. But now she got to do mm-hmm. all this, all the extracurriculars. And, and I noticed. I don't know if it's like universal, but like we had our text chat, and like uh, what's this? It might have been Spec. Like, man, I hope this bitch get washed. <laughs> and I, I hope uh, it's about time I'm tired of her. And I'm like, damn, Spec, you got that BX. <laughs> yeah. That BX loyalty going right here for Cardi right now. But but people, I think that's like, that's not just him. I think a lot of people are turned off by her new attitude. You know what I mean? Like, this new, like, vibe that she has. It maybe it maybe even dates back to the Remy beef. Like, she never really got back to where she was before that. Right. And it's just like... uh you see it. I remember back when Super Bass was not Super Bass. Um, it was it was the album that came out after she had had a big success with that. And someone had asked her, um, like, like oh, is the new album gonna have a different sound? Are there gonna be a few songs, you know, that that similar to the stuff that has already worked for you? Um, you know, for example, like Super Bass, and she was like, oh hell no, nothing like that. And I don't know. By her answer, I was like, yo, Super Bass is probably like one of your most successful songs of all time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I felt like she just wasn't happy with it because it didn't look like the way she expected it to look like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you got to, that's life. That's life. You know what I mean? The, the girls that you expected to have might not look like the girl that you end up with. And the car that you drive might not be the car that you end up with. But you got to learn to find that happiness in what you got. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, definitely. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, you just gotta be happy with the fuck you have and not be acting a damn fool like Nicki Minaj. What the hell, man? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The shit you see nowadays, too, talking about acting a fool, is, man, you seeing people burning Nike, you seeing people, all the Nike apparel that they paid, that they overpaid for, <laughs> motherfuckers just going out into the street to just burn it up. And it's just like, that don't make no damn sense. And you might be scratching your head wondering why. Why are people boycotting Nike? Why are people feeling some type of way? And if you've been under a rock, it's because Colin Kaepernick is the leading person in their new campaign. I've seen the print ad and i also seen the commercial uh, on Thursday Night Football. Um, On top of 500 uh, comical memes, <laughs> yeah. basically a, a satire of the, the print ad. Um, but you know, memes go ham, and it's a, uh, it's interesting, bro. It's a, uh, uh, what was it? What was the quote? Stand up for something, even if it means losing everything. Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah, something like that. Something along those lines. And I see what Nike was doing. I know, you know, what I mean, Nike's not, uh, innocent. I guess in this thing, they they knew whether or not their views on Colin Kaepernick were gonna cause a uproar in some people they you know what i mean nike's smart enough to know that that's going to work in their favor more than against it mm-hmm. um so they weren't really worried about it um but it's just like i, I don't know what it is about this colin kaepernick thing man <laughs> but people are so upset and i half of the people getting upset i think trump said this the other day where he was like half of the, the guys in the nf not the other day but when he was talking about nfl players half the guys in the nfl can't even tell you what they're protesting about and I'm like, I could flip that on the other side. Half of these people don't know what they mad at about at Colin Kaepernick about. You None of them about... do. None of them <laughs> do. Somebody told them, in this case, somebody told them what to be mad about. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you, because if you roll up to Colin Kaepernick, you might start screaming some national anthem shit. And he, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't give a fuck about no national anthem. Like, that's not what I'm here for, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it, it, it's the dumbest. It, it almost reached a point where I was like, I don't even want to watch football if they're gonna be focusing on this dumb shit during games. Like, I just want to watch a game. I don't want to. I don't care about it like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I care about the cause. I care about what they're doing. I don't. It don't bother me. So I don't. I don't personally need to sit there and have an uproar about. Oh my gosh, this guy's on a knee. This guy's doing this, that, that. I came to watch a football game anyway. You know, if even if I was on the opposite side of my opinion, I would not let that that shit bother me but the fact that we got to have debates about it and i'm trying to watch a tv show to find out who to put in fantasy and i gotta hear oh this person is uh, is mad that he kneeled and this person like yo y'all ain't nobody doing nothing <laughs> nobody on the opposition is gonna stop these football players from doing what they want the nfl don't even really want to stop them because they don't know the publicity hit that they're gonna take you know what i mean right so it's just like it, it's much to do about nothing in terms of i feel like getting upset about it and this is night and now the nike ad how you get mad at Nike? I don't like. That's the part I don't get. Like, uh, I think I sent y'all a meme the other day. Like, y'all boycotting Nike because they they got down with Colin Kaepernick, who's been signed to Nike this entire time. Uh, but y'all, but no one stopped eating Subway when people found out Jared was a child molester or watched kitty porn or whatever the case is. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's true. People decide what they really want to get up in arms about. Yeah, man. Uh, man, them people's goofy, man. They're, that whoever's doing like burning their Nikes, it's the goofiest motherfuckers like on earth. Cause it's just universal to burn your clothes if you're upset about something, right? Like I mean, just, just put that out. Universally stupid to do that. Like no matter what your LeBron jerseys, it, you paid your money for it. Give it, donate it to somebody. Somebody else could use that shit. Do not burn your clothes. You, it's like burning books. 
Yeah. <laughs> you look like a fucking idiot. Stop. My fault. I didn't mean to cut you. Yeah, yeah it's all good. Uh, nah, like it, it's just so goofy, and then just the the whole whirlwind that followed the whole kneeling business. People forgot what he's kneeling for in the first place. Also, in, in the fact that people can't look at TV with regards to this, the police brutality issue and the kneeling and all that stuff, and not and and can't avoid the politics of it. That's a good thing, or it's, or it's by design, because that's the purpose of civil disobedience or a peaceful protest, whatever you want to call it. That's the point of it. Pay attention, get some eyeballs on it, and make you feel a way. So, because half of the people, uh, the hope is that the key people will feel at least a little bit how you feel about the issue, this case, police brutality. That Yeah, something is messed up. I'm not sure, even if it's, I'm not sure what it is, but something's got to be done. And then the other half of people are going to burn their sneakers. But you don't give a fuck about the other half of people, right? Like, if, if you are the one trying to push this cause forward. Well, I think one of the best things I heard the other day is that people look for reasons throughout their day to be offended. Like, that's like 90% of the reason why people are in a, a bad moods or they get upset about something. I wish a nigga would. Your... That's, that's the... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wish a nigga yep. would. Cedric the Entertainer, shout out. Yeah. Um... It's like, no, for real. But people, how you sit on in front of your television, watch a, a, a and, and you've seen this. I, take the NFL out of it, take the kneeling out of it. You will see like a police brutality thing happen. It would be a case where maybe it's a black victim, white cop. And the first thing that the police do is put out a statement saying that we weren't in the wrong. And, you know, we're going to look into this, but we did what we had to do in the situation. But I'm like, how much how much of an investigation have been put in that before that statement was put out? Yeah. But it's kind of like the statement has to come out for the PR you know what I'm saying? Before they even really look into it. And you'll see someone that you'll see like individuals, not cops, not police officers, and they'll see a new story like that and they'll be like, ah, oh, this again, ah, oh, another another protest over a guy that got shot by cops. And it's like, how does that offend you? Right. <laughs> how does that offend you that someone was wrongly murdered by cops? You know, that's like me seeing like a, a, a blonde haired, blue eyed white girl get, get kidnapped and be like, ah, oh, another one? Another one went missing. Like, no, it's it's sad because it's a human being. It's not. I don't care who what the race of the person is. I don't care what the color of the person is. It's mad. And it's it's like we have no empathy for people. We don't we don't we don't care at all because it's just like, well, I'm on this side, and that happening doesn't help my side, so I got to be against it. And it's just like, nah, we got to go back to common sense, people. We got <laughs> whatever these sides are that we on. We gotta we gotta separate that and just start from scratch. Like, build your values. Build. You know what I mean? And, and don't be offended if this person's values aren't your values. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta be, you ain't gotta rock with them. You know what I'm saying? All you gotta do is not punch them in the face. Go from point A to point B, yeah. and everyone, no one goes to jail. Everyone gets to go to their house at the end of the night, tuck their family in the bed, and, and do what you gotta do. Who cares what the next? But people are so up in arms about something, and they, they feel like they gotta show it now. You know what I'm saying? Like I gotta, I gotta put a, a Reebok sign over my Nike swoosh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just because I want you to know how I feel about that. You know what I'm saying? Or, uh, oh, you're wearing a Kaepernick jersey? Well, you must feel I got to yell at you as I walk past you because you're in support of Kaepernick. Like, no, just ignore ignore me and keep moving. You know what I mean? But Yeah, and then yeah. and then a lot of those folks, they're um, complaining that their voice is being muted on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. But Twitter and Facebook is letting them do goofy shit on their platforms. Like, why are they complaining? Oh yeah, cause I seen some guy. Uh, I forgot his name too, and I know he's he's kind of like uh, he's big on there. Alex Jones. Name, but Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah. 
He's, he's his like, Twitter got taken down, right? Yeah, his, 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 I think his Twitter and his company, Infowars. Oh, damn. Yeah, I mean, cause he's yeah. being extra goofy. Like this shit is ridiculous. Like people try to know, like you know, you got a goofy friend. Like oh yeah, that nah, that's just you know, Chris just be bugging, man. He just like spitting indoors. But you know, we it's my dog or whatever. But nah, at a certain point, you gotta be like, yo, man, you're just being goofy right now. I'm gonna have to kill you if you keep spitting indoors. And like that's what yeah. it is. Like it's you on Twitter saying crazy shit, saying that oh man, you know, it sucks. Our country's being becoming too diverse. Oh, you know, you're changing the demographic makeup, and it's really gonna. It, These are things that people say. Laura Ingram said something like that on on her um her joint, and people and they letting you say it, and then eventually they're gonna be like, all right, man, it's just getting too goofy, and that's what happened. Alex Jones, yeah. he said that um the 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 school shooting in Connecticut, uh, Sandy Hook, was a hoax. It was like some liberal hoax. They put it, they did it like that so they could. Like do you know, talk about gun laws or whatever, like shit yeah. like that. And that's like just that's one of his more mild things that he said. The PizzaGate thing. I think somebody in some pizza shop did help Hillary Clinton traffic girls or something, something crazy like that. So a dude came to the pizza shop with, with the rifle in hand, like, "Yo, man, what y'all got going on in here?" I heard Alex Jones said X, Y, and Z. They're like, "Yo, that's not me, dog." He's like, "Oh, where? Oh, thank you for letting me know. I was just about to shoot this shit up." That's a real story. <laughs> Yo, that's a real story. So is, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and people people can't really decipher. No one, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like I can kind of see something and be like, all right, this is an opinion piece. This isn't news. Whereas someone else is like, oh, well, that must be fact. That person sat behind a desk. They had a teleprompter in front of them. They had a, a green screen behind them. It must be news. You know what I'm saying? It must be a true fact. Some people can't decipher between that. And they hear, it's, bro. I understand people get paid for it, like uh, Alex Jones, Laura Ingram. So at the end of the day, there's going to reach a point where they're like, this is more beneficial for me than even what I care about. You know what I'm saying? This is, I got to, I've taken this piece because I know it's going to cause an upstirring person. I'm taking this opinion because I know it's going to do it. But it's just like, I feel bad for people if that's really just their true opinion in life. Because you worked in a cancer hospital before, right? Yeah. You, 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 I mean, you know this, bro. People's outlook on life changes when you tell them you got three months to live. Right. Like, and the, the dumb shit that people are concerned about now is like, I, I'm not, obviously, I hope nothing bad happens. I don't want them to get sick. But I wish that people lived their life as if you had three months to live and you would see the, how much dumb shit clouds up your day. <laughs> how much shit that really doesn't matter. Do you, are you really going to care how diverse this country's becoming if you got two months to live or if your wife was dying or something? or if, You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, it kind of shows you that this is... That I think people have to remember this is finite. We're living as if it's not. And we got to live as if, all right, this is finite. If something happens as a country, something happens, all, everybody got to group up together. It ain't like... North Korea come over here and start beefing with us. Oh, well, the whites are going to do this, and then the blacks, and then Hispanic. No, everybody got to link up together, and just, you'll see everybody's tone change real quick if we got to have a common enemy, if we got to turn up. So it's like, what's what's the what's the divisiveness for, man? I, I know this has been going on since the beginning of time. People get to find, find themselves caught up in conflicts, but it's just like, this is some of this shit is stupid, bro. <laughs> and, like, the Colin Kaepernick thing, it, 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 everyone has a – something to gain from it you know trump has well I, I i'm talking to my base by talking upon this and i'm 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 getting people riled up by talking about this and like i think it's really cool when you when you see people from different races not not necessarily african-american but they understand it whether they sympathize with it or not they kind of like oh I've, all right 
this has been going on for two years. I've I've caught enough information with the Colin Kaepernick thing to know he's not kneeling to disrespect any anthem or flag. He's kneeling because you know what I mean he's against police brutality. He's against th- things that injustices that have happened in this country, and he's using that as a reason. Like the fact that they can see that and separate themselves from it and have no problem expressing it, knowing their friends might have something to say about it, their peers, their neighbors. I think that's super cool, and that's, that just shows like. This might not be my cause. I'm not necessarily waking up eight o'clock in the morning to go march for it, but I'm not offended by what he's doing. Like, well, it's, it's silly to be offended by what he's doing. Yeah, man. People just need empathy, and the and in general, not just for issues like this, but for for to get maximal growth, you always got to have that that door open in your mind for new information or new thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Always, like, you always got to be like, you always got to be prepared to say, I didn't, I never saw it that way. You know what I'm saying? That should be built in. Sorry, and I never, I never saw it that way. Should be two things built into your mind, like ingrained in it, where you're always prepared to pull that phrase out, like somebody told you something, and instead of saying no, that's not how it is, be like, hmm, I never thought about it that way. And people need America needs a lot more of that. I remember, yeah, that that concept that you just said right there is like a great one to live by. I, I remember there was a, a movie called Zeitgeist. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's it's talking about like 9-11. It's talking about I heard about uh, it. Religion. I wasn't interested. Yeah, it's like an underground type of thing. <clears throat> but I watched it and it, this isn't whether whatever that's talking about, whether you believe it or not, that's not what I'm focusing on here. But I remember like I was I had a girlfriend at the time and she had I don't know if she had seen it yet or, or not at that point, but she had told her sister about it and her sister I think had heard about it or she described it to her and she's like, nope, I'm not watching that. <laughs> and she was like, why? You know, she's like, nah, I got, you know, I, I got Christian views. I don't want anything to to um sway my views or to, to you know, to, to cloud my mind, which, you know, I respect. You're entitled to your own opinion. But it made me think about something like, I, you know, I got Christian views also, but I don't necessarily, if a Muslim person were talk, was talking to me about their religion, I don't necessarily feel the need to walk out. You know what I'm saying? Because I think my Christian views are, are strong, like, in my faith. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I can listen to you talk about what you what you believe in without necessarily being persuaded by it or necessarily and I think that's the concept of I'm gonna put my hands over my ears when you're talking is what holds us back in life. You know what I mean? Like this person nothing unless this person is the greatest speaker of all time, only you can allow yourself to be persuaded by them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you don't necessarily have to close yourself off. The, I, think, I think that's what people are afraid of nowadays. They're afraid to listen. They're afraid to hear what the other side has to say because that might change there yesterday that might change the, the way their mind worked yesterday they don't want that they don't want to have that new thought that new inception they don't want that that new way of oh i never looked at it that way because that scares them for some for some odd reason i'm into that like i like that well i, I, can, it, I think in general right. change change no matter even if the change is helpful people are still afraid of it right that's why people yeah, are in certain jobs for a certain while that's why people live certain places for such a long time that's why people in certain relationships that they shouldn't be in for for a long time it's that change. Is that it's scary to know that oh I'm gonna I'm gonna go on an interview, they might say no to me. Or if I get the job, then I gotta go through six months of training or probation. Like, nah, I'm good here where I'm good in this job that I don't like. So same thing with ideas. Like this idea, you know, I'm sure there's better I'm a hundred percent sure there's better ideas ideas out there, but this one right here is working for me for right now. And I think I'm gonna ride it out until whenever. And that's what's going on. People are afraid of that change, of, of stepping into that new frontier. Yeah, you know what I mean? And move, moving on real quick, 
Um, you said you did you get a chance to watch the U.S. Open Finals with Serena Williams? Oh uh, yeah, man, I, it was emotional. I almost busted a tear. I was like, damn, it was real like that. Yeah, so Serena Williams is emotional, dog. Like you see it in her face, and like she was, she she lost it. I mean, to I, anyone who doesn't know what happened, Serena Williams was in the finals for the U.S. Open against Oskana. Uh, I believe was her last name. Her, Osaka. Naomi. No, Naomi Osaka. Damn, man, um, you have terrible time. A terrible time with ethnic names. <laughs> nah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm like, name what was that? The Olympics, Oskana. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, she she lost to Naomi. Osaka, and it was a, it was a uh, upset. Uh, Serena was expected to win. Uh, from what I I didn't get to see it myself, but from what I hear, the umpire penalized her three times um, during the match. Uh, she should have won. And and I don't know if she should have won. Well, you mean she was expected to win? Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. yeah uh, not, not that she not that in that game. There's a, a narrative out there that the umpire kind of lost it for her though. Like the umpire didn't help, is, right? Um, huh? He didn't help, you said? He did, I mean, he definitely didn't help. I mean, he he probably made it quicker. If mm. if it was truly meant for Serena Williams to lose, then I think he he expedited that process. But she was she she was getting that work, man. Uh, uh, um, Osaka was Naomi Osaka was giving her that work. So Serena could have came back, right, and won. So that's why I said the the. the the umpire definitely didn't help, but you know that the the, the young girl was giving her that work. Yes, um, and then well, and then is it the end of an era? Like I don't want to pre prematurely say that Serena's uh run is over. It, it could be the end of an era, whether it is or not. That's that remains to be seen. But I think as time goes on, it goes back to the history thing that I spoke about earlier. We're gonna have a more of a more of appreciation for Serena Williams' dominance. Cause I, I'm not sure if it's because it's, it's female sports doesn't get the respect that male sports do or what it is, but she's like one of the top athletes of all time. You know what I mean? And it, it's it, to me, it doesn't feel like she gets her props. She she gets a lot of props and people respect her. They know who she is, but for to have that type of dominance for that that amount of years, like it's recent. Like put it like this: her sister Venus is so dominant in the tennis world, but if you put her next to Serena, people think she's trash. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, like fam, like this girl has been in world in, in major finals. I'm t- Venus since she's 14 years old. She's like 30 something now. You know what I mean? Like it's been 20 years. But it, Serena's just so dominant that you don't even see how dope Venus is. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, yeah, Serena's just on top, and it's just like Serena herself, just the stats, the the championships, the dominance of a sport. You know what I mean? I hope it's not the end of an era, but I, I I've seen it. I'm getting older now, so I've seen. Career declines, and they're never they're never fun to watch uh, in the sports world. But you got to get out before it gets too late. I, I hope she wins one more, man. I'm I'm rooting for her. Serena. Something something big about when Serena plays always in the community. I don't know what I don't know what tennis is gonna be like without her. I don't know what the black community's involvement in tennis is gonna be uh, when when Serena retires. But I definitely hope that she could bounce back because I, I I like rooting for her. She gives me something to root for. Yeah, everybody's rooting for. Her. Honestly, I was I was rooting for her, rooting for her on some black shit. Both of them are black, but I was like. Nah, Serena got my vote, yo. But nah, she <laughs> yeah, if, if it's the end, she just lost the finals, man. Like she just you know what I'm saying? Like she it wasn't like she got thrashed in the first round, which happened first I think round, earlier yeah. this year, uh, late last year. Yeah. But she made it to the final like after getting thrashed in one of the, the previous tournaments and her saying, Damn, I gotta really be on my shit and came mm-hmm. back and made it to the finals, thrashing people. She got beat by a really good tennis player, man. 
Like that Osaka girl ain't no damn joke. Yeah. That girl ain't no damn joke. But nah. Yeah, Serena I, just had a baby. Serena, you know, I think she said she's dealing with postpartum. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like this is going through a lot. I got I, utmost respect. I salute salute to what she's doing. And I wish her nothing but the best. I hope she, you know what I mean? She still comes back. She's on top of the game. She's obviously rich in her own right. She's married to a well, no, sorry, not married. She has a child with a billionaire. So it's just like she, she's all right she in married. terms of her career. Oh, they married? Okay, mm-hmm. my bad. She, she's married to a billionaire, so they, she, they, they're crushing. She's, she's crushing life. You know what I'm saying? I just I just, I, I just want to see her dominate one more time and go out on top. I think they were married before um, the kid. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I just, I, I, the um, homeboy from Reddit, right? For yeah. some reason, I couldn't remember if they were married or not. But yeah, you're right, they are. Yeah, um, but to, real quick to your point, is she on a decline? If she is, it's, on, it's very, very slow. I think it's been very, very gradual. But we know with mm-hmm. sports, people tend to fall off cliffs at some point, so... I think it's similar to Tom Brady. Tom Brady is clearly on the, de- or not clearly, but he is on the decline. But he made it to the Super Bowl last year, so exactly. The, he, and people, I think, want to like they prematurely want to put your decline on you. Yeah, they look at the, the the number, the age you are, what you're doing. They want to put they people want that LeBron decline to happen. They haven't seen it as of yet, you know what I mean? But they they're like, oh, well, it's coming. It's coming. Maybe this is the season, and it's like, nah, that man's actually getting better. Yeah. I mean, I see, I, I, I see why, because sports, man, like nobody. How often have we seen somebody be great for that long? Honestly, I thought Serena was gonna be it was gonna be a wrap for her before the kid. I was like, I don't know, but she, you know, she's thirty something, thirty three, you know, thirty two, thirty three years old. It's about to be a wrap, but uh, you know, a child, three years and a child later, like she's still killing it, and she she made it to the finals and got. Defeated, not like she got defeated by an umpire and a really good tennis player. So I think she still got a few more in her. I don't know when that cliff is coming, but I hope no time soon. Um, real quick before we wrap it up, you have brought up a, I think I had brought it up to you a conversation about like just this girl I had met and talking talking to her about it and uh, talking to you about you know meeting her what she does for a living and like you had made a comment. Basically, based on um, what she does for a living, and it was it brought up a thought inside of me like, should I really be changing my focus on like looking for a mate based on what they do for a living or what their status is in life? I think uh, the term used earlier, what their station is in life. Um, should that be something that I'm basing my necessarily interest on, or should I focus more on just you know the the natural attractions you know what i mean the the pheromones the i think this person's pretty i like the way they look i like hanging around them or should um they, what they do for a living be one of the defining factors and it made me really think about where i am in life and and it was like yeah, kind of like it's like yeah keith is right definitely like not not necessarily your views on on what shorty do for a living or anything like that but just like it's like oh all right you know this is something that you are getting into long term possibly you know what i mean and whether or not you're looking for that, people find themselves in those situations before they, before it goes where they really wanted to, you know what I mean? Or before they know it, they, they find yourself with someone for two years or having a kid with someone. And it made me really think like, maybe that should, it never really been some of mine. So it's a new concept. It's like open up to mine, but maybe I really should. All right, this girl's pretty, this girl's that, but is she really focused in life based on what her job is? Or, you know I mean? Did she just catch a, a raw deal and maybe she's on the bounce back? So, I mean, um, I, not necessarily that you had, like, an opinion piece about it, but maybe you could just talk on a little bit of uh, the views on your, in, your, in that conversation or, like, how you felt about that. Uh, do you mind if I say what the profession was? Yeah, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, because... Uh, I didn't want to make you... I didn't want to say it and then make you look like I'm, like, making... Trying to 
bash you at all because it was a private conversation. But yeah, no, nah, you can say it. No, nah, I keep it funky, man. Nah, um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, it was a kid. You said you was trying to talk to a cashier, and it didn't necessarily. I don't know how well it worked out, and I don't. And I guess um, in the in the past, uh, cashiers haven't necessarily worked out or whatever. And you've talked, you've you've had relationships with with cashiers before. So what what I was looking at at the age of thirty four is that a cashier would tend not to be in line with what you're looking for in life. You got a kid, you're in your mid-30s. Um, well, that's it, nigga. That's, that's, that's all I need to say. You, you got a kid, you're in your mid-30s. So I feel that you, you disagreed with, I guess, with the, I guess where I was going with it. You, you disagreed with it. I said you shouldn't fuck with cashiers. And you said, nah, I don't really give a shit about what a person, person's station in life or what their job is. And for me, the point was, wasn't that it's a cashier there beneath you. My point is that if you tend to be a cashier, I don't think that a cashier's uh, a cashier's goals or a cashier's scope on life would be in line with yours. So that's why I'm saying avoid it. So I'm not saying go uh, just hang out outside of an ambulance, dock outside of a hospital, and wait for the doctor to come out. But hey, boo. Nah, I'm not, what I'm saying is to. When it comes to the point where you have to involve your brain a little bit more in a relationship, then that's something to consider. So you asked if you should be focused on this, or if you should be focused on that. First, the whole pheromone, natural, um, natural attraction thing. You don't need any focus to that. Your body will handle that. So I, mm-hmm. I, my advice would be not even to focus on it. Be like, yo, is this chick bad? Nah, you don't need to focus or think about it. She is if your body says she is. But then it, it, you have to think, all right. Now, I know she's bad, and we, we've been talking for a while or whatever. You have to think, is my brain worth using on her at this point? And when it's time to use mm-hmm. your brain, then that's when it comes into effect. Oh, is, is she a cashier? Is she a cashier by choice? Was it just circumstance? Is she going to school? Is she, what's her religion? Whatever it is that's your, that is your um, considerations, that's when it comes into effect. So, Especially at this age, in your mid thirties, in your twenties, you have tons of resources to to play with. It's it's all house money, whatever. Once you get to like a certain age, not to say that you're gonna die in a couple years, but you have a certain value of time. Like you see what time is worth, so you have mm-hmm. lots of it, but at the same time, you have so little of it. So the question is, who are you gonna spend your time on? Who are you gonna spend your resources on? When you could be thinking about reading a book or thinking about bettering yourself. Is it worth taking the time to think about if this person's good or not? It might be. And that's what you got to think yeah. about. So that's the way the cashier thing comes in. I, I feel that the likelihood of a cashier being worth your time is low. No, no. And it's, 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 it, was, it was a new concept for me, like, um, in terms of... Because I kind of always viewed, like, you know, women are going to view us based on what we do and what we have. But I never really flipped that. You know what I'm saying? And really, but but it made total sense. You said I was I, I was in disagreement with you, which I, I probably like at first had some resistance to it. But I thought about it over time. I was like, it's not not necessarily something to to resist or anything to uh be against. Like it was, it was a good point. It's a good just different way of thinking about things. Like we said earlier, being open to a different thought concept. And it's just like it, it's true. And not to make anybody feel bad out there if you are a cashier or you have a job that people might might not look at in life. Like that, that's not what we're doing at all. But we're just saying for you individually as a person. Yeah, that was my point. I'm not saying uh, if, if 
if you're a cashier, if a person's a cashier, it's like, Keith, should I date a cashier? I'd be like, yeah, dog, you should, like, 100%. But if you're, if you're in a certain station in life, you have certain priorities, a cashier may not be in line with what you're doing. If you are, you know, 15 years into your career at a bank, Keith, should, should I be dating a, a, a student, an undergrad who's, like, living on campus or whatever? Uh, no, because if <laughs> if you if you're 30, 35 years old, you don't belong in a twin size extra long bed sharing it with nobody else. You know what I'm saying? You should never ever even be touching a twin size bed unless you have a kid. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I how I see it. That there's there's elitism is good in some senses, particularly when yeah, it comes to your life and your romance, because that's such a your your intimate relationships are such a huge part of your life, right? So most of our intimate relationships, you can't choose them. You didn't choose mm-hmm. them. Your parents, your siblings, your family, pretty much. You didn't. You couldn't choose them. But this is the one one of them one of the few that you can choose. Don't waste it. Exactly. And then I, I guess the best thing I got to like see that is like I look at the examples of people who are in relationships where they're not happy, and it's like you kind of hear the background story of it and it's like, oh, well, I knew this person since I was that age and I was kind of, oh, I met them when I was this age. And it's like, I, you weren't obviously thinking along those lines, not saying that what they did for a living necessarily is the reason that you guys ended up not working out or anything like that. But it's like, you could tell that that elitism wasn't part of the uh, vetting process. You know what I mean? And, and why you have the freedom now, like, you know what I'm saying? Before you find yourself in a situation with somebody, kind of just build these standards because you, you got standards for everything else you're not going to mess with somebody that doesn't take care of their body you're not going to mess with somebody that has a, a, a dirty house and it's like you also don't want to mess with someone who has a messy life yeah. <laughs> and, you know what I mean because that's going to bleed into yours and like you just said time is one of the most finite resources that we have I got time to waste yeah and uh, <laughs> the and the reason I said the whole cashier business is because in my own experience I've had I've had good good outcomes from dating somebody who I look up to, dating or marrying somebody who I look up to. You know what I'm saying? So if there's a cashier you, you happen to look up to for some reason, you know, she she's working on her doctorate or she used to be, um, you know, she used to have a nine, like a standard nine to five. She was like a career person, but then she became a cashier because she needed a flexible schedule so that she could start a business. This, there is stuff like that. When I went to business seminars, these um, dudes started a juice company, and one of them went to be a bartender to make money. But in the day, but his day job, I think he was in banking or um, information technology or one of those things. But he became a bartender because he needed a flexible schedule to run his business. So my point is, is that it's not an absolute, but the likelihood of a cashier in particular being. In your stuff, that I'm talking to you, Playboy, that being in your station in life, the likelihood is very, very low. It's very, it's very unlikely that you will aspire to be that person or some, you know, unless, matter of fact, no, unless nothing. It's a very, a very low likelihood that you would aspire to be that person or learn something from you. You need to learn something from your mate. Yeah. yeah. You want to challenge them. You want, you want to be challenged. You know what I mean? You want 
new say new ideas, new concepts. You want someone that's not afraid to introduce that to you. So yeah, exactly. Moral of the story: uh, If you are Keith's cashier, definitely short him by a couple dollars, <laughs> give him back his change <laughs> for his elite elitism views. But no, nah, that's <laughs> we gonna wrap it up right there, man. That's a perfect talk podcast. It's going down like that. Make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. Uh, feel free to listen to this podcast twice, three times, maybe even five. Leave a review. Uh, give us a rating. They like stuff like that on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. So shout us, shout us out. Let us know what you think. Um, uh, Keith, where can they find you at on social media, brother? Instagram, me and my underscore thirty five. Oh, by the way, real quick, man, that new Jill, Jim Halpert show is nuts. Jack Reacher on Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, yeah. Tom Clancy. Uh, yeah. Based off a of Tom Clancy character. How was that show? You were telling me to check it out. The other day, uh, butters. That's it's, all it's, I'll good. say. You like it, butters. All right. Uh, real quick, along those same lines, I'll give y'all my social media in a second. But I just seen. I don't know why well, I got HBO now, so I'm watching random movies. But um, I watched the Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and it was weird because I've seen the ending of the movie before, but I never watched the whole thing. And I think that Brad Brad Pitt. I think Brad Pitt should have got a, like an Oscar for that, bro. Like, cause he's playing the little kid. And they're like using CGI. He's playing an old man as a little kid. Like it's, <laughs> it kind of is a is a is a mind fuck to like think about. But then if you ever seen the movie, and shout out to Taraji, she got an uh, Oscar for that. Yeah, a, he, you, oh, she won, right? I was about to say she was nominated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think she won for that one. Mm-hmm. But the crazy is, you forget that that's Brad Pitt. Right. Like you know, what I'm saying you do the the CGI is awesome. Like they definitely didn't make it look cheesy. It didn't look crazy. Um, you forget that's not a real person playing that character like they had to put tons of makeup on him but he did such a great job throughout just that whole movie you know what i mean and, and to have the same character play you know this person do different courses of life is is incredible but um i know i'm like eight years late with this but yeah shout out to <laughs> the curious case yeah. of benjamin button good mo- good movie two thumbs up in my uh book uh shout out to miss perfect touch you can check her out on social media at ao niche on facebook instagram Snapchat, all that. Uh, my name is DJ Playboy. Check me out on Instagram at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Uh, also on Snapchat at Plickapeezy. And check out the sound. I'm sorry, check out the Perfect Talk Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Just leave us a comment. You know what I mean? Let us know what you think. We got tons of stuff going on for y'all, so check us out. And got any, like, last words for the people, Keith? Any advice? little books to read financial something that they could they could think about stay away from cashiers <laughs> there you go life advice man say goodbye to the people bro peace peace